Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Tailoring to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it at Leon Tailoring. You can get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, good evening. And thank you, Adam, for that kind uh, introduction. Look, I'm going to be honest with you from the get-go. Um, the request tonight was for Jefferson and, and me to get up here and give you our stump speeches. You know what I mean. Square up at the microphone tell people how the city's making progress, why I'm excited to build on that momentum for another four years. But here's the challenge. As I look out across this room, I don't see a lot of people who are curious about what comes next. No, I see people in this room tonight as the architects of the new Indianapolis that's already under construction. In 2020, a global pandemic wreaked havoc in American cities as murder rates jumped to historic highs from coast to coast. No one was immune. But in this room tonight, I also see leaders from our Office of Public Health and Safety, who along with the men and women of IMPD, produced a 16% reduction in murders in Indianapolis just last year. And this year, we're down by double digits again, as we prove that when you invest in mental health services, grassroots organizations, and fund the police department at a historic level. You can become a national leader in crime prevention and crime avoidance. The pandemic didn't just drive up the murder rate. It also shut down activity from central business districts to convention centers in each and every city. But in this room tonight, I see the leaders from the NCAA, Visit Indy, the Capital Improvement Board, the Indiana Sports Corporation, all of whom helped ensure that while the rest of the country was reeling, we were leading the vanguard of recovery by hosting all of March Madness the collegiate football championship game. And in just a few short months, we're gonna host the best NBA All-Star game ever. Book it. That's not all I see here tonight. I gave Adam some kudos, but I'd like you to join with me and give a shout out for the work of my partners at the Indy Chamber and develop Indy.
Thanks to our work together, unemployment is at historic lows, and the only thing higher than job growth are the cranes that are dotting the sky from IU Health's new campus to Bottle Works to the new Intercontinental Hotel on Monument Circle to the Pacers Fieldhouse of the Future to the new Convention Center Signia Hotel to the new downtown global headquarters of Elanco. Do you want me to keep going? From the demolition of our old downtown jail to the repurposing of Jail 2 and the Arrestee Processing Center to the redevelopment of the city market into the most dense residential development in the state to preserving old city hall with a 21C and hundreds of new apartments all the way to where I believe that we will win at 11 Park. Speaking of downtown, I see in this room my good friend Taylor Schaefer. She's a former colleague, and thanks to her work at Downtown Indy, we're seeing sparks on Monument Circle. Our cleaning teams and safety ambassadors are welcoming back Gen Con, PRI, the firefighters, and may God help you if you, need, you if you need a steak burger next week, or next month, I should say, because the blue coats are back next month for FFA. Yeah, let's shout out FFA. If you like smooth streets, you'll be seeing more of them thanks to our five-year, $1.2 billion infrastructure plan, including over $100 million devoted just to neighborhood and residential roads and streets. Let me say that again. I don't think you were listening to me. $100 million in residential roads and neighborhood streets. And who can forget about the 42 Indy Parks receiving improvements from an $80 million grant from the Lilly Endowment. Well, I can keep, keep going on all night, as you know, but I'm thrilled each and every day when I get to go to work and partner with the Indy Arts Council, the leaders of Employ Indy, CICF, CICP, and oh, to hell with it. I love this job that I'm even th thrilled to go to work with Mark Fisher. <laughs> Do you believe me? <laughs> But that's not my stump speech, friends. What I've just given you is my extended thank you. It has been the honor of my life to serve this city, this city I love, alongside amazing community and civic partners. And as I look across the room tonight, I do not see an audience. I see allies that share my vision for a more prosperous, inclusive, vibrant, welcoming, Indianapolis.
So at this risk of not following my instructions, I owe you a short stump speech. Friends, you know my platform, you understand my values, you've observed my dedication to lifting up a new, a broadly diverse generation of city leaders. I'm not going to lecture you tonight or overprove my case for election. But if you want campaign promises, I have three. Here you go. First, you have my commitment, whether it's an event as large as this, or conversations in boardrooms, or just two people over a cup of coffee. I will always value the counsel and the constructive criticism of my friends in the corporate and the civic community. I need it both, counsel and criticism. Second, I'm not going to let what we can and have learned from cities like Minneapolis and Nashville and San Diego to distract me from the fact that there are people right here in Indianapolis, right here in this room, who possess the pen to write our next chapter if we would just let them. And finally, I don't care what polling and political consultants advise me. I will always choose to focus on what is best and good and fair and just about Indianapolis. Because in order for anyone to lead effectively, they must live up, lift up our community as one city, undivided, on the move, with progress clearly in sight. So thank you to the Indy Chamber for hosting us tonight, and thanks to all of you for being here. Now you better finish your drinks, because we've got work to do. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.